Hello, Divine Soul. Welcome back to another episode of the Divine Spiral Podcast, where we let spirit and intuition guide the conversation where it's supposed to go for our highest and greatest good. I'm Jordan Johnson. And I'm Michael Braden, and we are so happy that you're here with us today. We believe that the energy of this episode attracted you for a very divine reason, and we are excited to see what that reason is. So, Jordan, just uh, before we really get started with anything, just curious, what's been going on with you? Uh, Just wanted to catch up a little bit. I know that we're going to kind of change up uh, the structure of this podcast. Um, You know, it's all just trial and error, so we're just going to change it up, uh, be a bit more conversational with it, let it flow some more, and just see how that goes. So, uh, yeah, what's been going on with you recently? Yeah, and based on that, we've had so many conversations in the past week where we were just like, I wish we recorded that because we'd stop, we'd call each other, we'd chat and catch up, and then that leads into all these spirals that I'm just like, ah, I wish we had that recorded. That should be the episode. And that was our whole original concept for the podcast anyway, is having that as kind of the structure for the podcast episode, but it felt always so forced or so teachy or preachy. So this way, I'm talking to Michael. I am not talking to the viewers. And I feel like by me talking to Michael, that will spiral to some resonance for the listener. I said viewer, but I meant listener. So anyway, um, what's been going on with me? Well, <laughs> not much. Uh, I tell you what, it's been a crazy past two weeks. I actually, I have been jumping from like, um, I, I've been, I mean, I was on fire for like my spiritual purpose and like going into my spiritual business, starting these seminars and stuff. And we have that, um, which I did confirm with Zenergy and we have that date booked for the end of March to do the live podcast recording. So that's confirmed. But I was like so excited to jumpstart that and do like the the mentor the mentorship with Gregory and all these other things that have been going on and super excited for all that. And then, you know, an emergency came up with an Airbnb unit and I went to go renovate a deck. It got me so in the materials working sun up to sundown that I got so out of balance with like my I guess spiritual versus material. But it's not like I didn't enjoy what I was doing. I thoroughly enjoyed it and I would do it again. But it like throws me into this weird, chaotic, like confusion of like, okay, well, do I want to do Airbnb or do I want to do the spiritual stuff? But I feel like just like last year when, you know, the universe tested me of like, okay, you got to choose, you know, your job or quit your job and go full time in a business or your spiritual business or restart Melrose Visuals. What do you want to do? And I chose Melrose Visuals and kind of that material like uh, filmmaking business um, and just building that back up. But one of my biggest regrets was not going into the spiritual business, which I got the intuitive insight to do. I just couldn't trust it because I, I wasn't familiar with it. It'd be brand new business and stuff. And I'm just like confused if this is another test or if this is like, why can I do both? And I think about the people who do like work nine to fives and stuff. I'm like, well, it's just like working a job, I guess, if I did like my new startup idea that I have for like uh, Airbnb co-hosting and I would really enjoy. I've always wanted to be a property manager, but at the same time, I don't want to do what I did last year and neglect my spiritual purpose. And I know I'm not getting caught up on purpose. Your purpose is whatever is in the present moment. But I feel also at the same time, like I don't want to neglect that part of myself that I know that I really, really want to go down. It's so hard for me to go out my day-to-day life and just like switch back and forth from like, oh, spiritual to, ooh, very material business, right? It's like, how can I integrate those two things? Maybe, but dude, they don't really integrate. Like I could work really hard on, you know, the startup idea I have, or I could work really hard in getting myself out there, or I could do both somehow and balance my time and energy and feeling wise for those two things. I, I just, it's throwing me in confusion. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And that's honestly all that's been up with me, Michael, is like, I've been trying to figure that out because I've, 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 pause and I said okay well I don't have to do anything right away I should just feel it out feel like what I want to do and my heart says I want to do both it really does but my brain and logic kicks in is like how can I even do both like I can barely focus on two things like this at once like you always hear like focus on one thing get that going really good I think you mentioned something the other day Michael about like uh, Abraham Hicks mentioned something about this of like focus or it might have been Logan but like focus on one thing at a time but she was like that she never specifies like what that one thing is you know was that you michael yeah it was and it wasn't a thing of like focus on one thing at a time they more or less uh were just saying uh, pick a way in which we can deliver your blessings and your abundance to you and like put your attention on that they didn't specifically say pick one thing and only one thing that they were saying like you have to make a decision now if your decision is two things 
then that's great because I believe we're supposed to have multiple streams of income, but they more or less were just saying make a decision instead of like staying in this period of indecision and not choosing anything. Um, that's the way that I interpreted it. And uh, like with everything going on with you, it's not really the same thing has been going on with me, but it's been more of a thing of I know what I'm supposed to be doing or what I want to be doing, but I've been doing other stuff instead. So I've gotten a lot of concert tickets. I got uh, tickets to see Dead & Company at the Sphere in Vegas, which is literally going to complete my life. Like, that that, that can be it. <laughs> it's like, that's the only thing that I care Wait, about. Wait, the Sphere Sphere? Like, the actual Sphere with the, like, the, the LED screens and all that? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh, it's been <laughs> such a trippy experience. I wow. know. It's going to be so insane. And it's so insane how it all connected, too, because, like, they didn't announce until uh, a week, uh, like the other week. They announced it on my birthday, actually. A wonderful birthday gift to me um, that they were going to be there. But I've been seeing a lot of stuff about the sphere leading up until that point. I was like, oh, that's so sick. I want to go there. I want to go there. And then it just so happens that my favorite band's going to be performing there. I'm like, oh, the universe was like getting me ready for it. So like it can combine all of it for the best experience. So I, uh, I did that and I got some like other tickets to some other stuff. So I've made a lot of purchases recently, which has kind of put me in the whole financial lol um so i've been more focused on doing uber and to like get that money back so i'm not in the negatives lol and it's i've really felt like i've been in like a hamster wheel in a rat race like i did get myself in these situations i genuinely have to go to these concerts and to these experiences um i just didn't necessarily have the money for it at the time but i'm okay with going under if i know that i can like make the money back in a day um, whatever. So I've just really been burning myself out with doing Uber a lot because I, I was up to like 2 a.m. last night doing it and I hate staying up that late, but I do it sometimes just because like it's so good at night on some of the days. Um, but it just makes me feel so out of alignment because I'm like, man, you know, like it, it causes me to sleep in until like halfway uh during the day and then I have to do all my other stuff before I go in and like work and all that stuff and even though I'm not working eight hours a day it really feels like it's a full-time job which just really throws me off because I'm like okay I can tell myself that it's temporary um I can tell myself that it's not going to last forever but at the same time like I, I'm finding it difficult to work on the stuff that I want to, uh, like finish the stuff with my book and finish the stuff with the online shop or even not even finish, just like do literally anything with it. Um, actually applied for an EIN right before we got on the phone. And that's something that I've been putting off for a while, but I did. And it took like 10 minutes and I was like, wow, I've been putting this off like for like 10 minutes of like work. It wasn't even difficult to just like click buttons. Um, but uh, going back to what you said about your heart's telling you to do both, but then your logic and your mind comes in and says, well, you can't do that. Other people do it this way. Like, how can you make it happen? Um, you know, that just reminds me back of the conversation that we had a few weeks ago um, of removing that energy um, that was, um, I'm forgetting right now exactly what it was telling you, but, you know, the battle between following what your heart's telling you to do versus your mind coming in um, and your logic trying to pull you away from uh, what your heart is telling you to do. So, you know, um, the devil can only speak through the mind, but God speaks through the heart. And the only purpose of these thoughts is to pull you away from, um, you know, what God's telling you to do. So I truly believe if he's telling you to do both, um, and that's what your intuition is telling you to do, then, you know, there's going to be a way to make it happen. Um, I know that a lot of times thoughts just exist to like make us paralyzed essentially because we're like, uh, wait, how can I do it? What's going to happen? What can I do? Um, but the only purpose is to literally get us to stand still. And it's interesting because this morning, um, I felt like super rough. I just like laid in my bed for a bit after I woke up and then I was like, no, no, you know what? I'm going to like sage the place. I'm going to, um, do rape. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do yoga. Cause I wasn't going to do any of that stuff because I didn't feel like it, but I said, no, I want to do it. And it really made me realize um, the like hamster wheel energy that I've been in recently. And I, I get in this every so often where I let my to-do list pile up and uh, I just have constant thoughts of, oh, I need to be doing this. I need to hurry up and do this so that I can get this other thing done. Oh, well, I need to do this, this, and this a day. And then if I don't do it, then I didn't do anything. And it's just a thing of constantly trying to get me to move on to the next thing 
and to where I'm not even enjoying or focusing on what I'm doing right now. And I could get like five things done, but if I didn't do one of the things that I wrote on my list, the voice comes in and says, well, you didn't do anything today. Like literally what did you even do? You just wasted today. Like you couldn't even get that done. And it's just like a lot, but I recognize that as the spirit of rushing today. And, um, I did work to get that removed from me and I felt very good since then. But just the spirit of rushing, I feel, has really been in me. Um, rushing to get me to, like, get out of the present moment. Like, listen to fast music. Like, you can't, like, you don't have time to do yoga. You have to hurry up and do your to-do list. But then I literally don't do anything. So I, like, find stuff around the house to essentially, like, waste time doing. So I don't actually have to do my uh, to-do list stuff. And I don't like saying to-do list, but things that I would like to get done to advance me to where I want to go. Um... But the energy of rushing has just like really been on me these past couple of weeks and it's really worn me down. Um, and I did put myself in this situation and I don't regret doing it because uh, I'm excited for the concerts. But um, that also just shows me how quickly I can get off track. And then it reminded me of what you said about um, getting back onto like your like doing something material may get you off spiritually. And I feel that that happens to me like. I find it very difficult to balance doing Uber and to like do my other spiritual stuff for whatever reason, even though I have hours before I go into Uber because I don't do it till the evening. Um, it's just for some reason those thoughts come in and say, well, you, you can't do both. You can't do both. Like it has to be one or the other. Um, you don't have time to do it. Like you just have to do Uber and think of like all the effort that takes, even though it doesn't take a whole lot. Um, but yeah, um, sounds like kind of similar stuff's been going on. Well, um, with like with me, it's like a feeling thing. It's like a, it's not just like thoughts in my mind saying I can't do both or like, it's not like I, it's not like me saying I can't do both. It's more like a feeling inside of me of like feeling like I can implement those two within the same day because they're so vastly different on the scale, I guess. Uh, I guess it's easy to say like, oh, I can, you know, do, I can work a job and then work at the startup business, right? At the same time. But that mindset, that mentality, that feeling, that energy inside of me for when I do spiritual things or my spiritual path versus something material or my material path. And I do believe like, one, we, we're going to have multiple purposes throughout our lives and it's always going to change and always be constant and flow, ebby and flowy, right? But also at the same time, it's like, I do believe we actually have a material and a spiritual purpose simultaneously all the time in our earth lives. And there's a reason why you exist physically and there's a reason why you exist spiritually. You can implement those things to create a spiritual material thing, but at the same time, there's there's simultaneously purposes going on. Sometimes that's conscious. Sometimes that has to do with your emotions. Sometimes it is physical like me and like I'm being called to like go do seminars and, you know, at least teach seminars or not seminars necessarily, but just like get, just communicate, express my inner self outward to the world. And anyway, that could be YouTube, social media. It could be a number of things. And, um, I just feel like it's it's not my logic saying I don't have enough time to do it. It's like, how can I implement two of those totally different things from a feeling standpoint? Because I feel like it is like I remember driving here and I was like the past few days, every time I'd go on a trip, I'd I'd listen to like these Airbnb co-hosting videos. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, I'm learning more. I'm like super inspired. Great. Right. I have kind of like pushed that thing on the back burner with my spiritual passions of like before that I was reacher I was like on my website I was creating my spiritual website I was trying to figure out how I could do this and that, that I was just inspired to do that right but you know it wasn't until today on the way to um Savannah that I listened to some tarot readings and it took two tarot readings for me to actually feel that spiritual in energy inside of me so I believe this is more so about balancing my routines and habits and things throughout the day to be able to implement harmoniously the spiritual material world because I literally have never been able to balance. I've told you this countless times, like I've never been able to balance my spiritual material world. I just, it's been so hard for me. I'd literally be so up in the clouds or literally digging myself a grave in the, in the ground. Like I'm either one or the two to the extreme. I remember when I lived alone in Statesboro, like I was in the clouds. That was when we reconnected, Michael. Like I was in the clouds and then I was further in the clouds and we started talking like, we would have like these three hour phone calls. And by the end of it, like during the phone call, like beginning of the phone call, I'd be so tired. I'd be dead ass tired. And then by the end of the phone call, I'm like, wow, I'm ultra stimulated. Like I cannot even sleep. So I just, it's like those polar opposite energies, right? That energy that I feel when I'm spiritual and the energy I feel when I'm material. 
but I've never been able to do both at the same time. It's been so hard for me and actually be fulfilled, you know, like, sure, I can go to my go to a job or something and then be spiritual on the side. But I'm talking about like harmoniously implementing those ends. like I don't want a job. I don't want a nine to five. I am relating to like maybe this co-hosting startup to be like that job, quote unquote, like the the thing that makes me money, so to speak, in the instant and the immediate, but also at the same time, like it's also a passion. You know, I'm never going to do something that I, I'm not passionate about or fulfilled with. I went back to work for Starbucks because I loved doing it, not because I needed it. And but I quit because I love something else more. I love the freedom of not having a job more. And so I self-started. I did stuff on my own to make money like and it's possible. But how do I harmoniously implement those two things in a feeling standpoint? Like, have you ever felt that? Like, I don't know. Is that what you feel like, Michael? Like to me, it's not logical. It's feeling. It's like feeling the vast difference in those two things. Does it make sense? Yeah, it does. I know what you mean by it. And I feel like that is something that um, we should focus on and try to understand more because I'm relating it to my life also. And I guess I never really looked at it in this way, but it does make sense because I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I'm working on. And yes, I do see how they're related, but like at the end of the day, let's say I have like four things that I'm working like four different projects that I'm working on because that's about what's going Well, let's say like five different projects that I'm working on. It Even though they all connect eventually, you have to put dedicated time to each one of them to uh, like see the results. And it is tricky to switch between one and the other. And I actually thought of this this morning. I, f I forget what made me think of it, but I related it to like going to the gym. So um, whenever I go to the gym, like I focus on um, like particular muscle groups. And I'm not saying like I do just back one day, then just uh, like legs the next day. Like I have days where I focus on like focus on something, but I do mix it up with some other exercises. So I'm not just like hitting legs one day, then I don't touch legs again for like a week um, because you're not getting a lot of progress on that if you're only hitting something like one day a week. And I feel that that's what happens to me um, with my different projects because I have like the book and TikTok and um, the online shop and Uber and the podcast and all that stuff. And I see how they're related, but... I have also found it difficult to be like, okay, I'm going to work on stuff for the podcast for a little bit, and then after that I'll take a break, and then I'll work on stuff with my book. Because for some reason it seems that I can only focus on one thing, and then there's something in my mind that says I have to take a big break after doing that because I did a lot of work, and I have to take a big break and get rested before I do the next thing. Well... Of course, hours go by with that break before you even know it, and then it's time to, like, Uber or something, and so I don't get any of the stuff done. Um, so I guess that's how I can relate to the feelings of how do you switch from one thing to the next. I'm trying to think of some other stuff in life where we don't really think about it, but we switch between, like, different energies, and I guess it's a thing of, like, I'll have my morning and I'll like shower and get ready and like get dressed and all that stuff. And then I'll go and like, uh, make coffee and cook breakfast and all of that stuff. And I guess those are two different energies, but I do kind of like flow between them seamlessly. Um, so it is just interesting that when it comes to like, uh, like the idea of work, it's something else, but that's also something that I realized the other day. I said, work has a very negative connotation to it. Like, even if it's something that you enjoy, like if, I don't know, like whenever we say like, let's work on the podcast or I'm working on this, we just have all that conditioning of what work is. And even though, you know, this podcast isn't anything like a nine to five, when you put the word work into it, we have all of those subconscious beliefs that are firing off that say, uh, go into a job, ugh, I don't want to be here, ugh, it's so draining, like all that stuff, even though that's not what it is, I also feel that it's the words that we use to talk about what we're doing um, that are firing off those subconscious beliefs. So I'm wondering if, like, I know that the word work is one, and I've been trying, well, I've been um, being more mindful about not using that word um, with anything. Like, I want to completely cut the word work out just because I've recognized the negative uh, subconscious connections with my own beliefs 
around that word. Um, so I wonder if it's just a word thing that we're using or what subconscious beliefs there are that we can't do one and then the next because it just makes me think of like when we were in high school, for example, we would like go to math, then have like literally like a seven minute break to switch classes and go over to history, then go over to English. And we did like everything like throughout the day and we just didn't really think about it. So I just wonder where the disconnect happened with us now that we're able to actually do and put our attention on what we want to. Oh my gosh, that's it. Oh my gosh, like ultimate clarity right there. That's it. You, you said the high school example, and that makes perfect sense. And that's exactly why today when I was in the car ride, it took me listening to something spiritual to feel that energy and passion for my spiritual path and direction and, and passions, I guess, my spiritual passions, and to actually do those. I want to do those and have inspiration to do those. And I mean, this is going to tie back to what you said a long time ago in this conversation. That was about list and stuff, which I'm about to mention, but you know, when you're in high school, when I was in high school, yeah, we would have that break period and then we'd go to the next class. So we'd come from science and we had to switch into history or English or whatever it was, right? And how did we do that? It, we didn't really have control over it. We, we had to do it, right? We just had to do it. But then after about five to 10 minutes, what happened? You've switched over into a different subject and now you're engaged into that new subject. So I feel like this comes down to what you were talking about earlier and creating list and creating to-do list and, you know, A, B, C, D thing, right? I was listening to the Face Seminar uh, recording from the other day that Gregory Joseph did and, you know, how you have these analytical problem people, these analytical people who think A, B, C, D sequentially order or whatever, um, who are very logical and sequential, but you also have those, you know, kind of free floater brainers who like kind of kind of navigate like in more of like a creative ebby flowy way um, and doing things. And so there are two different types of people. However, I think back to the age of Pisces and I think about to the age of Aquarius. Aquarius. And this comes to my mind is that these lists or these to-do items almost get in the way of actually doing it. But this comes down also to self-drive and self-discipline and self-motivation because I'm really passionate about my spiritual self and I'm really passionate about this Airbnb thing, but I still can't just switch over and do the, and get into that spiritual mindset and feeling, right? And that inspiration comes through again. I really feel that the age of Aquarius is supposed to teach us how to connect to our heart back again and to follow our heart. And that means in every given moment. This does not mean you have a to-do list and you're set out to do A, B, C, D in a given day because that is limiting that flow of inspiration and creativity into your life. Whereas if you followed that inspiration, you followed that creativity in your day-to-day life, I feel like, Michael, if we did that, it would just naturally unfold in this beautiful way. And like you said at the beginning, it'd line up somehow, right? But like, that's it. Because just like in high school, we were kind of forced into a different subject. So say I'm working on the material world or whatever, working on my Airbnb thing. And then in order to get into that spiritual mindset or to do something spiritual, I just got to do it. It might not be in the mindset at first, but I just want to do it, right? It's when I get that thought or that insight or that inspiration to like, ooh, let's just do this now and do this right now and see what can come of it, right? It's just like how you got that EIN number and you didn't even know that it was literally takes like five minutes. I remember doing that and I remember, oh, you got an EIN number and that was my next step and I did it and it was like, well, this is the easiest thing out of the whole LLC formation was getting the EIN number. But like everything's blown out of proportion in your logical brain Whereas if you just begin it, you can easily get into that energy. I mean, I feel like there's more to this. Have you got any insights, Michael, about more? Yeah, you, you say, and it did connect a lot of stuff to me because I feel that it's a thing of like, well, where attention goes, energy flows. So let's say that we've been working on something material for a bit. Like you've been working on uh, the Airbnbs for like an hour and I've been working on my shop for like an hour. Our energy is fully into that because that's where we've been putting in it. We've been putting it heavily into that for the past hour. Well, I feel that what trips us up is we're like, oh, I don't, uh, whenever we get the thought of like, okay, no, let's switch over to like the podcast or something. It's, oh, I don't really feel like it. Like, I'm not really feeling spiritual. Like, I'm just not feeling it. So let's not do it. Well, that makes sense because we are, we put so much attention 
onto this one avenue and then we want to like instantly jump over and when we're not like as in the flow of the other thing as we are with the first thing we're like well i guess you know we just can't do it like we're not in alignment with it so let's not do it but that makes sense because just how you know it takes a bit to get into the flow of something maybe it's a thing of like okay um, I'm done working on the shops for today. Let me take a little break, like release all of like the energy that I have from this and kind of just like get back to neutral and then like move over into uh, like the more spiritual side that I want to get into. And maybe uh, we do that by like watching TikTok videos of uh, these spiritual people or like going for a walk or something. But I really do feel that we have to do stuff to like transition ourselves over because like let's say that we're like driving down the highway um and we get to the end of it and we want to get onto the other road we can't say well i'm going 60 miles per hour down this road and the roads the road that i want to turn on is over there i don't know how i can do it i'm already on this road i'm not on that other road so like i guess i just have to stick on this it's like no you have to have the like in between period of like merging and pulling off and like making the turns and everything to get where you want and i really feel that that's what it is and then something else that i thought of is i've talked to you about this before and again i cannot think of which book it is but it's one of the um again i'm forgetting the name but <clears throat> one of the hidden books of the bible and it was talking about um one of the creations where the fallen angels came down and the angels were like mixing and mingling with the humans and they were giving them this knowledge that humans weren't supposed to have and it kind of led to their downfall and one of those was how to write because initially like humans did not write anything down like we did not have to write anything down think of like indigenous communities like they didn't keep records of anything it was all passed verbally um it wasn't until like the colonizers and everything came in that they were really like implemented like uh, keeping track of history and writing and all that stuff because uh you know this goes back to what i was talking about the other day with um like spell work and bills and the black goo energy that's within money and laws and all that stuff it's because writing quite literally is spell work and i feel that that's very much a like age of pisces thing to like write stuff down like these to-do lists and we've even talked about um you know we'll make to-do lists but it's not a thing of like 8 a.m wake up uh, 9 a.m. make breakfast you know it's not that but it's a thing of okay let me just write down all the stuff that I want to get accomplished today then I'll like whichever one I feel like doing I'll just do it in that order but even then I feel like it's limiting because I um, I've been doing that for a couple of weeks and I started off strong with it because I would just put like a couple things down and I would get them done no issue but the more that I did it the more like stuff that I added to it and then that's when that voice that rushing that energy of rush started to come in because it was like oh well I have to get this done and that may take so long but I also have to do this later on and so will i even have time to how will i switch over to like those two modes and then just you know really blown it out of proportion so i feel that that also trips us up um writing down what we want to do and i've kind of been in the thing of i you know do just want to flow and follow my intuition with whatever it's telling me to do but there are like genuinely things that i would like to get done and uh, I'm worried that if I don't write them down, I'll forget about them. Then it'll be like two weeks before I do it or I'll forget about it. And so that's the balance that I want to find going forward of just follow my intuition with whatever it is. But also um, what things are acceptable to write down that won't bring in the energy of rush or just like the energy that blows everything out of proportion, um, you know, in a sense of turning a to-do list into like a spell list of things that just cause us stress as opposed to like the EIN number like I've been meaning to do that for days and it wasn't until like um you know we were waiting to start this that I was like well let me literally just go ahead and do it um you know just stuff like that well so this uh and that's what I was going to say is like people probably write down things a lot because they want uh they're, they're afraid it will like um they'll forget it or something right and this this comes down to um well i guess like my perspective with writing things down is that i mean think about it like you're in the fl like you're in the flow right like 
if you're in the flow, you wouldn't really forget because your intuition, your higher self knows when it's the most perfect timing to deliver you a task or to get you to do something um, that like will bring out the most inspiration or easiness or less stress and knows that perfect timing. And so you'll get that insight in your mind's eye or that that thought, which is your intuition thoughts do come in. I mean, intuition does come in forms of thoughts. It does. It's about where that is coming from and being able to discern if that's your heart or whatever. But that's a whole nother conversation. My point being, Michael, is like list. It's like it, it kind of resists that flow, Um, to be honest, because you're you're so caught up maybe in like, oh, I got to do X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, that you're going to be forcing yourself to do things that might not be the best timing for that. And you being the most fulfilled. We talked about this. Feelings are just messages, right? And if feelings are just messages, you and the energy of stress or you and the energy of anxiety or whatever, it's just a message for you to do something about what you're doing. Do you stop it? Do you change it? Do you X, Y, Z, right? And so unless you're forcing yourself to do stuff that might not be the best timing for it. I mean, I mean, let's use a crazy example. So you wrote down on your list, you know, you need to get the IN number, right? But let's say... You're going around, you you don't have the list. Let's say you didn't create the list and now you're going and you get this insight. Now it's a great time to do the EIN number and you just do it. That's the biggest problem today is like people just don't follow their intuition. They get the intuition all the damn time, but they don't follow it. They just, they hear it and they just brush it off. Like, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it X, Y, Z. And that's the whole point of a list, right? Oh, so I can do it later, right? You're literally writing down things that you can do later and your intuition is telling you the things that are on your list and to do it now, but you have your own timing and you want things to be done in your timing because you're in control of your life. Yes, you're in control of your life, but your higher self knows what's best for your life. Your higher self will guide you on the path that is the most fulfilling, the least stressful, the most easygoing, like, and it's going to be easy. It's going to be flowing, you know, it's going to be, you're not resisting certain times, but I think that's crazy because we literally write down things to do later, right? And our intuition is literally telling us when to do things now. Because it's not a problem of memory. And matter of fact, if it is a problem of memory, maybe you've got too much shit on your list. <laughs> maybe you're not supposed to have that much shit on your list because you and your personality or your person, your existence, your human body in this lifetime is not meant for you to have a lot of stuff going on. I remember I got the most fulfilled. In college, I, I was a totally different person in college. At college, I would manage these SCAD productions, these student film productions, and I would be the producer and I would be scheduling and I'd be on top of everything, locations, contracts, I mean, everything. It was like my duty, my job. And I wrote down everything. I blocked in my calendar times to do homework. I blocked in my calendar times to meet with people. And I had this running to-do list, like super organized and, you know, categorized by each task and each, you know, film production or school or Starbucks or work or whatever, right? Had it all hyper-organized. And then I was always stressed. And then I literally, I remember after college i literally went to um statesboro i lived alone and that's when my whole life changed i began making more money than i ever have when i was working three jobs and blah 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 and i was working hardly ever that, that in that week like it barely worked and i was the most fulfilled the reason being is because i didn't hyper organize or take control of my life to where i have to do certain things at certain times or this that and the other I just actually meditated a lot more. And I I actually, that was when I started working on my intuition. We're, we're given this innate ability to be really connected to ourselves and our intuition. But that gets clouded through our activities, through our day-to-day life, working so much, getting stressed. And then your intuition is still constantly firing at you, but you're going to start not hearing it, I think. And so like when I was in Statesboro, Michael, like I literally worked on my intuition. I was like, oh, this is a thought oh, wait, that thought's been my intuition this whole time? What? What a concept. But people don't hear their intuition anymore. They just think they're all thoughts, and they're, that's when anxiety takes over, and that's when they don't, quote-unquote, remember what's on their list. Your intuition's always firing on you. So when I started strengthening my bond with myself to my intuition, it's not... I, I used to say, like, intuition is a skill. You have to grow like a muscle. But in reality, your intuition's already strong. What's got to be refined is your ability to discern is it your thought anxiety or your intuition. It's already strong. It comes strong. Just like how most things start at zero, right? Like, it comes strong. And when I started working on that, I got in the flow. I was in such a flow. 
I would be like, yeah, sure. I wasn't like, I could have been more trusting of my intuition. And when it told me to do something or start something and I just did it, then I probably would have a lot more money than I had. But still, I was taken care of. I got things done. My intuition told me not to worry. And in a month, I'll have everything taken care of bill-wise. And I just did. I trusted that intuition. It told me how to do that. That was the first message. Then the messages leading up to the end of the month, I got the insights on how do I do it, right? And I had to be able to hear that intuition. That ain't going to come from me sitting down for 30 minutes, creating a to-do list and controlling that. What if your higher self sees a, a such a higher way of doing that, you know? And so I feel like this is where the list comes in. Like you're literally writing things down on a list, but your intuition is doing the exact same thing. And it's all about trusting your intuition and yourself to be in that flow. Michael's, I mean, Logan said something to me the other day and I was just like, it's literally like, why not just do, why not just do the co-hosting and just do it until, you know, you're inspired to do the other thing. Maybe that's a day, maybe that's a couple hours, maybe that's a week, whatever. And he said, more than likely, they're just going to line up, right? They're just going to line up in the end somehow. And you're not, if you controlled it, you would have, you know, manipulated it and then probably been unfulfilled, stressed, or not be as successful. Whereas if you just let go and just did things as you're called to do them, then at some point, you just got to trust your own path and that you're doing the things the, the way you're supposed to be doing it in the present moment because that's what your interest told you to do, you know? Yeah, and that's exactly what it is because, like, going back to that example of, um, the airbnb stuff like if um you know it's like we may be getting the message to do something but then the thoughts kick in or like the well we start to analyze what we're feeling and it goes beyond like should i do this or should i do this it's like well like i guess our ego is looking for safety in analyzing because just following your um intuition without like thinking or planning beforehand like that is like a radical departure from everything that we've been taught and that is like a uh, very like scary to the ego because it's like wait we don't have it planned out wait how can we just go into it it's like uh going on a trip instead of like let's say i want to go to um austin texas or somewhere and uh, instead of me it's just like sitting at home planning for a few days looking at what I want to do I'm just like okay I'm going to get in my car and drive over there then the brain's like what we don't even know where we're going we don't know anything about Austin we don't know what we're going to do we don't know where we're going to stay and like all of that stuff but it's uh, uh, talking about like the intuition being a muscle like it's we always get it it's just a matter of whether or not we choose to follow what we've been uh, re receiving so I really feel that it is just a thing of like the more that we bring our brain into the situation, the more that we're stopping the flow and we're paralyzing ourselves. So it's like uh, time's flowing, it's flowing, it's flowing. But as soon as we like think about a decision instead of literally just doing it, um, that's when like we just like stop and come to an absolute standstill. And that's when like all of these fears and anxieties and questions and doubts and everything come in because we're like literally stopping. Let's say that we're driving down the interstate and we're going like 80 miles per hour. Okay, we're driving, we're vibing, we're vibing. Then let's say we have a thought and say, wait, I'm going really fast. Wait, I don't know like what city I'm in. Wait, what are all these cars doing? I just need to like stop. I just need to stop the car and see what's going on. Let me just stop. I just need to like get my grounding here. Okay, and then you come to a complete stop on the interstate. Well, how's that going to go over? And I really feel that it's the same thing. Um, just continue. It's it's a we we know what to do. It's just a conscious choice to always follow what your intuition is telling you because it's not going to make logical sense, and nothing is going to make logical sense because the idea of something having to make logical sense is what was conditioned to us to keep us down. The more that we operate from our mind and from future planning, the less that we're operating from our heart and the present tense. And I saw this quote the other day, and it like resonated with me so hard. I've been thinking about it every day, and it was like, procrastination is the arrogance that god is going to give you the same opportunity tomorrow that he gave you today and i was like whoa that's like literally it we have the opportunity to do literally everything right now we just decide to like put it off for literally whatever reason and i was like arrogance is the is the perfect word for that the arrogance that we can't do that we're going well that we're going to have the opportunity to do tomorrow what we could literally be doing right now as if all of that is guaranteed
arrogance, like literally air, air energy, thoughts, arrogance. That's crazy. But you said it so well. You said it so well. It's your heart in the present moment. But that quote, man, that that's so true. Like, it's like you like it's the magician card in tarot. The magician card has all of the elements that you need to bring your manifestation into life. And the minute the, the magician card is there and is saying, hey, you're a manifester, you're a master manifester. But when you get to manifest the, the magician card, it's saying that you have everything you need in this present moment to create something into reality right now. There is no joke that this card comes right next to the high priestess, right? Because that's the intuitive card. You have when you get that insight, when you get that intuition, you have everything you need in that moment to create that into reality right then and there. The arrogance, instead of just doing it today, when you get that insight, it's so true. I literally stopped scheduling my life so much, Michael. Like ever since college, I stopped scheduling my life so much. Like all the meetings, all the little things, and one, you just get let down. Someone cancels, like, we were gonna do an interview with Carrie today, right? And we we're so excited for this. And this is the second time we've rescheduled. But no, we just didn't care. I was like, okay, well, you know what? Crap happens. So let's just move on and it's it, right? But we almost get so attached as humans, I feel like, Michael, to our plans that we've made up in our air, our arrogance, our head, that we get so let down that it drops our energy so much more than at that point when it drops your energy, you literally no longer have everything you need to create that manifestation anymore because you're not in alignment with it anymore. But I literally stopped scheduling my life so much because I was just like, you know, one, I'm getting let down. And two, why? It's creating more stress for me. It's it's creating mental deadlines that I think are real. Literally, hold up. Time's already an illusion. Why do I have to have a limited time to do something? I literally have, let's see, how old am I? 24, almost 25. I literally have so much of my life. Why do I need to control every second of it to be able to do certain things? Like, just flow with it. Like, okay, so what? I, I delayed another month that I start my spiritual thing. You know what? That's just how it's supposed to happen. And you know what? If I psychoanalyze myself of why that is or whatever and get upset that I'm not doing it like I did five months ago, then I'm just preventing the natural flow and the rhythm of my higher self delivering exactly what I want. Like you said, Abram Hicks said, so we can give you everything we want, right? And I just think, okay, so what? I, I, I don't do it for a couple months or whatever, right? The spiritual passions. And I'm just so focused on Airbnb but look what's building in the background, this podcast. Look what we're going to do at the end of March. A whole seminar, like, quote, unquote, live podcast recording where we engage with the audience. That's so cool. What if my spiritual passions and my individual spiritual path that I want to do and that I'm passionate about comes from that podcast building, comes from this podcast and what's going to go and what's going to happen in there or what's, like, it's not in my timing. We literally say it all the time, divine timing, like, like, that's not me. It's not my timing. It's divine timing. It's the perfect time that's in accordance with not only you and your higher self, but with everyone else in the world that you're going to be doing stuff with and also the universe time and like everything. It's it's not just you. I think about it, our friend, right? Our little alien dude friend that comes to visit us. I cannot manifest this guy in front of me for the life of me. Like I want to talk to him whenever I want to talk to him. No, it just doesn't happen. It's not my timing. I don't have any control of that. Same thing with you guys. And if y'all want to go talk to someone, you try calling and they don't answer. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Like stress about it? Like try and enforce it anyway? No, just like this alien dude, like he's got to come visit me, you know? And that's the same thing with your intuition and your planning and your thoughts and your to-do list. Let it come to you. You don't force it, period. And that's like literally what it is because the only way that we could possibly get let down is when we have a preconceived idea of what we think is supposed to happen and we're literally like planning for this imaginary event that has not happened yet and that will probably not happen. And we get our hopes up, we get our hopes up because we're looking for something very specific and then whenever that thing doesn't happen, it does just completely drain us, completely deflates us and then like what you said, then you don't have the energy to do your manifestations or to complete what you wanted to do because you were like holding out hope for something that like there was literally no guarantee of it happening instead of focusing on what you do have the opportunity to do which is whatever you're being called to do right now and it's literally just like 
whenever whenever we plan in the future we're literally creating imaginary scenarios in our head so i remember back when i was really struggling with depression and anxiety um you know i would like really plan out situations because i was like okay well if i can like anticipate what this person's going to say then i can have a response i'm not going to be left without it and i would spend like so long just like in my head like okay okay i'm going to say this then if they say this i'll say this but if they say this then i can respond with this but then if they say this i could res re uh, respond with this because my ego was like i literally cannot let you go in there unprepared but what happened not a single one of the scenarios that i had in my head played out and then you just had to flow with it anyway and so it's like we just really need to stop creating these imaginary scenarios and instead of calling it planning start calling that imaginary scenarios because i feel like that would really help me because planning means i'm going to make this happen no matter what at four o'clock today this is going to happen at eight o'clock tonight this is going to happen and then if that doesn't happen or goes off schedule even by a little bit you do get sad because your whole day was spent in anticipation of this one thing that literally had no guarantee of happening. And that's why, like, for the past, like, couple of years, it's been so difficult for me to, like, plan stuff or follow through with stuff. Um, because I'm like, I just don't even want to feel like doing this then. Or if something else came up, then just that tension of, ugh, I had this obligation to do this initially, but I really don't want to do it because this other thing came up and I really want to do that. But then if I don't follow through, will this other person be mad at me? And just like all of that stuff. And it's just like creating these literal imaginary scenarios. And so it's, that that's exactly what it is. And then I really like what you said about air against, like air against. That's That's literally what it is. It's just all completely up in your mind. And it's literally, I feel like, Michael, like, what are you putting your trust and faith into? Like, it also comes down to that, right? Like, what are we putting our trust and faith into? Ourselves, other people, society, a perceived expectation, a perceived timeline. You know, I always thought, like, you know, I used to get these massive, massive premonitions of the future. They would scare the crap out of me. Like, not all of them, but some of them would really scare me because they felt like I knew it was real. Like, it wasn't. I couldn't denounce this. Like I would get chills all on my body, like crazy, crazy confirmations and synchronizations at the same time. Like most massive chills. So I knew it was true. Like chills is confirmation. Like and these were massive. And they would sometimes really scare me. Like the premonition I, I saw of like Russia and the United States and like Atlanta. And like I was like I was freaking out. But it wasn't until someone said this that well, it wasn't until my intuition guided me to this specific video and this specific person said this in the most divine timing. And they said, a premonition is just one possible timeline. Your to-do list is one possible timeline. It may You may think it might be the timeline that you want to go down. You may think that those are the steps needed to go to the timeline that you want to go down. However, if you stay firm in that way of doing it, like the, the list and stuff, then what if you block out every other possible timeline? So it comes down to what are you putting your trust and faith into? Are you putting it yourself, other people, schedules, times, to-do list? What are you putting it into? Because I guarantee you, if you're putting into something so much higher than yourself and so much higher than anything on this earth plane, then all you would have is, which is why and how I live my life now, in just this flow state of like, I'm not going to hyper schedule. It's just going to happen in divine timing because I know that the universe gives me everything. My higher self gives me everything in those perfect timing for my perfect path and nothing is wrong, right? We always think something's wrong if something's not going according to plan or if something happens and it creates chaos or what if that was supposed to happen all along, right? But like, what are you putting your trust and faith into? Like, cause when my trust and faith is into the universe, into God, into source energy, the most highest vibrational being in the entire universe, when it is in that, I feel like I'm literally on water floating down the river, not trying to fight. I used this analogy one time, and here it is again. It's like you're going down the river, and you're two tubes. Your friend's in a tube, and you're in a tube, right? Are you, well, I'm sorry, no, you're not in a tube. <laughs> sorry, that was a different analogy. You're not in a tube, you're just in the river, right? And it's the rapid river, right? And you could lay back and, and float and put your feet up first and let that river take you to where you're supposed to go, where God or the universe is flowing you to, the direction you're flowing into. Or you could sit there and use your, your brain and your thoughts and your logic and say, oh my God, I'm gonna drown, I'm gonna drown and swim, swim, swim to the nearest exit. And they land up on some freaking beat up, ghetto-y, non-survivable island, 
right? With like no food, no water, whatever. Whereas if you just laid back and floated and just said, oh, I wonder where God's going to take me this time, LOL, and just see where you end up. What if you end up on the most luxurious civilization on the entire universe with all these beautiful people and kind-hearted people and not alone. You have so much food and water and abundance and the best things could happen to you. So it's a matter of are you going to choose to sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight? Or are you going to fight and struggle and use your logic to try and control your own life in a very hyper-controlled way, I guess? <laughs> no, and that's literally what it is. And I loved when you said your to-do list is one possible timeline because that totally blew my mind because that's literally what it is. It is a possible timeline of an infinite number of ways that the day can play out before you. So uh using yesterday as an example there was this band that i wanted to see but i was like uh you know i don't necessarily like have enough money to go see them and it's okay if i don't see them like i'm not too stoked about it uh so i was just like starting off yesterday doing stuff on my silly little to-do list <laughs> and um uh, then i just like i just remembered that they were going to be playing uh in knoxville that night and i was like oh well, you know, it's like, it would be kind of nice to see them. Let me just see if there are tickets and there were tickets. Um, and I was like, well, let me just like listen to some of their music and see how I vibe with them. And I started listening and I was like, oh yeah, I like have to go see them tonight. Um, but the whole reason I wasn't going to was because my logic brain was saying, you don't have enough money for this. There's other stuff that you need to pay off. Like you have to Uber literally all night long. Like you have to Uber and then you're still like not going to have enough and whatever. And then it turns out that I, uh, I was just like, no, you know, I'm going to like go to the concert because I really want to see them and I haven't been to a concert in forever. And I just know that it's really what I need while I go, I have enough money, uh, for the ticket. And then I even had enough money to get a shirt and I love this shirt. I'm wearing it right now. And it was literally the sickest concert ever. And it just filled me with so much energy and it was so good. But the one damper on it was in the back of my mind was I, the voice of the urgency that I got out of me today. Um, it, it was every so often it would say, you should be doing Uber. How do you have the money to pay for this? You're going to have to Uber for so long after this to pay it back. And it's just like, even though I'm literally there, I have everything and everything's so great. That part of me was still sticking to the one possible timeline of my to-do list that I set forth, and it wasn't fully trusting in the universe to deliver everything, even though it delivered me to the concert and it delivered me my t-shirt and all this stuff. Um, it was just like still clinging to that was like putting a damper as to how high my energy could get at the concert. And, you know, that, that, that just really sums up a lot of stuff that's been happening with me, um of yes even though you are in the situation of trusting the universe i couldn't figure out why there was still the voice of like it's like a ceiling as to how high your energy can get even if you're in like literally your dream situation and it's because um at the beginning of the day i had already clung to a possible timeline of the only way that i wanted the day to play out and any time it deviated from that, that just allowed an opportunity for the voice to say, well, you were supposed to be doing this. Look at your list. You haven't done this stuff. This has been on there for a few days and you haven't done it. You can't go to the concert. You have to keep on doing this. And just like all of that stuff. And so like if we literally just don't cling to anything, if we literally just don't write anything down, if we literally just like don't use our minds, LOL, um, and just follow whatever comes up, then that's how we just get lifted to higher grounds and how even when we're at the place that we want to be at, we don't feel that shame or guilt of there's other stuff that I should be doing instead because there is nothing that you should be doing other than what you're doing right now and other, and other than what you've been guided and led to do. Exactly. You said it so perfectly earlier. It's like, I mean, that's the definition of following your heart. It's like it doesn't come down to following your heart for your dreams and your passions and what you want to do to make money. It literally comes down to following your heart in the present moment and what it's telling you to do in that present moment. That's what you're supposed to be doing. That is your to-do list. That is your only to-do list. God did not put you on earth and say, oh, all of your logic and that's it because then you will never be connected to me, right? Because the devil can only exist in the mind. God can exist in your mind too. Don't get me wrong, but the devil can only see in in your mind. Like I said, your intuition comes in forms of thoughts. It also comes in forms of feelings. So it does exist in your mind as well. 
but the devil can exist in your heart. So if you're feeling, feeling like you're supposed to be doing something in the present moment, do it. If you feel like your heart is calling you in a certain direction, follow it. If your heart is telling you to do a specific action, even though your to-do list tells you to do another action, why not just fancy yourself and try to do that and see what comes from it, you know? You know, it's like we got to get rid of these perceived expectations and timelines of what we think we should be doing. And it's not even just about, you know, a timeline of what you want to do with your to-do list, but it's like the things you're even that are on the to-do list. Like it's even that, right? It's like, it's not just about like a possible timeline for your day with your to-do list. It's you're trying to control the actual things on your to-do list and the way in which you're doing them, right? So it's letting all of that go and just flowing with it. You feel like you're going to forget? No, you're not going to forget. Your intuition is always going to tell you what to do because it's going to guide your life in every step of the way. You're, what is it saying? It's like, it, it, like your thoughts don't just come from nowhere, right? Your thoughts build into your actions, okay? But your thoughts come from your heart too. And they don't just come from thin air. They can come from anxiety and come from the devil, but they also come from your heart. Maybe if you can't discern and you still have to like kind of gradually get off the to-do list, what you should do is strengthen your intuition and your connection to your intuition, your discernment for what your intuition is telling you to do so that when those unevents do happen, that you actually can stay grounded and rooted in your heart and not drift away in your fairyland mind, right? Because, I mean, I forget if it was uh, the podcast Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness or by Melissa Oatman or if it was like Ask Angels, Melanie Beckler. One of those two people said this and it talked about money and I, I think money is the thing that uproots us the most and gets us ungrounded the most. But it's basically like when you do have, and it doesn't have to be money, relate this money example to anything, right? But when you say you have a to-do list, right? But then something throws your whole list out of whack because something came up, right? Something, yeah, let's see your car breaks down and then you have like a $1,000 car bill, right? And then you have that money thought, anxiety, devil energy seep into your mind saying, oh God, how am I gonna pay for it? Oh gosh, what am I gonna do this, that, and the other? You know, and I take up like Michael, your example just now, like literally your heart said, buy these tickets, but your your devil mind said, oh my God, how am I going to pay for it? Blah, 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 blah. It's hard to dismiss that logical thought that you feel like is a reasonable thought because it is a reasonable thought. However, what you do not have to do is overanalyze your heart. You should be analyzing that thought, but not your heart. If your heart told you to go follow and do something, you should do it. Trust it blindly. Have faith that that is what you're supposed to do. And if you stay in that heart energy, then you'll be guided with the next steps through your intuition. And that can overpower those anxious thoughts about that money. So in other words, Michael buys the, the tickets. And instead of feeding into those negative thoughts about money of like, oh, God, what am I going to do now? Or, oh, gosh, all this money, blah, 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 right? What if he just followed his heart, stayed in that heart energy and kept saying those positive things about, oh, I'm doing something I love. I'm doing something I was called to do. My higher self doesn't lead me astray. My higher self knows the plan for me and it's got me taken care of. I'll always be taken care of at the end of each month. And you stay in that hard energy and then I guarantee you instead of those anxious thoughts that are coming in, the thoughts on how you can pay for it will actually start to come in. You will be the only one blocking yourself from hearing those thoughts if you get into that anxiety-ridden mind. And back to what these podcasts or these, these people I talked about, what they said is like, say you use credit, right? And now you're in the hole. Like, Michael, I know you said that earlier. You're in the hole. And that's why I'm saying this because I've always said, and I learned this from one of those people, is that money, it's just like, well, credit or debit or however you use money is just an access to the energy of money. We and our logical brains and through society label one as good or bad. But money is just money. Money is an energy. I mean, and reality that they're all made up freaking numbers in your bank account anyway. So why are you labeling credit as something way more XYZ than debit, right? It's just access to the energy of money. And if you can begin to like discern, Michael, like, oh, okay, this is still money. It's no different than my debit card. Sure, like my bank account says I owe this much or whatever. See, you're just seeing the logical numbers. But if you get into your heart and you get into your feelings and you start feeling the subtle energies of everything around you, like, you know, everything's an energy, then you feel the energy of money, you realize, wait, credit's just money. And so is debit's just money. Does that make sense? Oh, I mean, it, it definitely does. Uh, that That's a good way of putting it, of it. It's all just money, and you don't need to, like, put the label and the credits on it. Uh, well, like, the labels on which is better than the other, um, because it is all available to us. And, you know, with following your heart, 
and your guidance, you have to follow all the steps. You can't just like <clears throat> follow one thing that your heart is telling you. And then like, it tells you to do something else and be like, no, I followed it. Like, where's my uh, reward? Where's my price? Where's everything that like you promised me I will be getting. It's like, well, you took one step. Uh, the prizes uh, over there, you have to keep on taking the steps and following us um, to get there. And so it really is just continuing to trust of like, okay, literally whatever comes up, I'm going to do it because I can't do one without the other. Like I can't just go part of the journey and then wonder why I'm not at the destination. Um, just continuing to follow whatever comes up and, you know, again, not having a destination in mind, but just trusting the um, wherever your intuition is following you, then that's where you should go. There is no destination of mine. There is no preconceived idea of what the goal at the end of the tunnel is or whatever. Um, just saying, okay, I'm being called to do this. I have literally no expectations. I have no idea of where this is going to go. I have no preconceived idea of where this is going to end up. I'm just going to do it and allow myself to be surprised. And that's it also. And I also really loved what you said. Uh, you were like, your intuition is your only to-do list because that's literally it. And then, um, actually, while you were talking, I deleted my stupid little to-do list because I was like, this is not getting me anywhere. Um, but then it like brought up a notes app of what I wrote after I meditated today after I removed that energy of rush. And... Uh, um, I wrote, rest, um, resting in the faith and the knowing all my tasks will get done in divine timing. Because who's to say we're supposed to get X, Y, and Z done today when maybe something else is supposed to get done and then the things that we had originally thought that we had to do today could actually get done in like tomorrow or whatever other day. Um, you know, just resting and trusting that everything is getting done at the perfect time and our body will let us know when that time is. Yeah, and your human perception, Michael, is not God's higher perception of what you think you should be doing. Like, you got we got to like disassociate that because it's totally different. <laughs> like, my human perception of what I think my to-do list should be or what I think I should be doing or XYZ is not the higher perspective of what you should or could be doing, right? That's where his trust and faith comes in. And I feel like you just got to work on that. You got to work on your trust and faith in something deeper, something deeper than yourself. And then you, like you literally said, which is crazy that that came up after you deleted your to-do list because that's very synchronistic, right? It's just, just let it speak for itself at that point. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's exactly what it is. So going forward with both of us, um, you know, we're not getting into the mind trap of, oh, like, I feel like I want to do this, but can I actually do it? Will it work out? What will it look like? No, no more of that stuff. If you get called to work on the Airbnb stuff, then you literally just sit down and start doing it. If I get called to work on my book, I literally just sit down and start doing it, um, you know, because the thoughts come in quite literally just to stop us from doing what it is that we're supposed to be doing. And so the less attention that we give those thoughts, the less that it comes up. Because just because we hear these thoughts does not mean that we have to listen to them. I just kind of let go. Like, I'm just sitting here watching the clouds, like, so beautiful. I just how they flow in the sky. Like, I don't know where the heck they're going. Like, I just got to let go. Like, you know, I have this perception of, like, oh, I should be doing this or I want to be doing this. Well, what you're doing right now is enough, right? Like, I just got to let go and surrender. Like that's the definition of surrender. Like the surrender experience to literally let go of your control of doing something at a certain time, a certain way in a certain like list or whatever, and just let go and to just say that you're enough. What you're doing right now is literally enough. That's what I just got to do. Like, I'm just feeling like, how am I going to, what am I going to do moving forward out of this call? Like, cause I really feel like I've hit the nail on the, the hammer on the head. Right. I just got to like, I just got to let go. I just got to literally let go of control and just trust the process, the process that I don't see. We don't see the future. We see a possible timeline of the future. That is not your future. That is not God's perception. That is your perspective of the world and how you think it should play out. But, you know, like I think of Logan, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing, but like, you know, he got, a, he got an investment house and then shit went haywire. Like haywire. They weren't expecting that, right? And then like that's just the, 
that's just the flow of it. That's just what was supposed to happen. And you got to let it go. Like just not saying let the property go. I'm saying let go of all the thoughts of like, oh God, all this happened. Like you weren't expecting that when you bought it, right? Like you don't know what to ever expect. That's why you just got to let go and accept whatever happens. It's the energy of acceptance. The more you resist it, the least amount you're going to accept it. And the more you resist it, the more you resist that energy of flow, happiness, and the success, the flow of the intuition and success on how to get out of something or to navigate something. The more you resist something, the less you can accept it, the less you can actually flow to get out of it, the less you can flow to get fulfillment. Like that's literally it. It's letting go and accepting your present reality as it is for being perfect as it is, right? Exactly. Because why are we so dead set on trying to find and nitpick all the ways in which our life is quote unquote unperfect or things are quote unquote undone or they're not where they should be. Um, we just have to like literally stop. And if we, here's a radical thought, if we stop putting our attention on all the stuff that we should be doing or what hasn't been done or what can't happen and actually focus on what is happening and what has happened and just like how good it feels to not feel the need to be in control and to know that we're always divinely protected and uh, for and provided for and guided, um, you know, just how that would put a new input into our bodies and our nervous system. And then it's just a matter of time before that's, that becomes our new normal. And we don't even have to like think about this or have these conversations anymore because we're like, oh, remember when we used to like not trust, LOL, what were we thinking? You literally just want acceptance and surrender. There's a book I'm called for someone to check out and read and it's called the surrender experience and i can't remember who it's by right now but it's called the surrender experience i just feel like a lot of times me and you michael will go through life or like me i can only speak for myself i guess and we just have this expectation of what we want to happen for our lives for ourselves like i want to be in a seminar and i want to have a room full of people and i want to be able to speak my heart and share my truth and help other peoples and lead other people to their heart and connect to their heart i want to do those things but I cannot control when that happens. I can only let go and trust that through every experience I have in the present moment, it's leading me exactly there. Exactly. And it may not look exactly like the way that your brain has it envisioned because what we get is always so much better than what we have in mind. And that's literally going to happen at the end of next month anyway. So there's one time when it's going to happen. <laughs> True, literally. So with that, I just say like, trust what has happened and what will happen and what is happening all three of those components past present future trust what has happened is happening and will happen accept every result and action and experience you have for just as it is that's it it is what it is it is what it is and that's all it can ever be it is what it is and that is literally all that it is so with that Everyone, um, just continue to let go, continue to trust, um, look at all the areas in your life in which you still feel the need to control, you still um, have those thoughts of, I should be doing this, and you know, just work on releasing them, relaxing them, and letting them go, um, and just um, further lean into the trust, um, further lean into floating on down the river, and just see where that gets you. So until next time, guys, keep spiraling, and thank you for spiraling with us.